hey, that game was actually pretty entertaining, and the New Jersey Devils impressed me. They performed better than I thought they would have, despite missing a few big-name players. We have a lot to talk about in the first unofficial game of the NHL season for the New Jersey Devils. Lots to talk about on today's episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to Locked On Devils Podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils Rider for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. After a semi-successful offseason that ended in heartbreak, but the New Jersey Devils still getting better by default, and also a dry August, we are now back to NHL action. The New Jersey Devils had their first exhibition matchup against the Montreal Canadiens, and they came out victorious by a score of two to one. Now, before we break down the game, before I give you guys my two cent opinion, I just want to say that in the previous episode, I said that my final score prediction would be the New Jersey Devils coming out on top of the Canadians by a score of two to one. I said that Shimon Nemetz would be my X factor. Jack Hughes would be my MVP. Unfortunately, they did not suit up for this matchup. Now, this sort of leads into the first talking point, which is I was a little surprised that you know, we, we didn't see as many notable players that we would normally see in a regular season matchup. However, it does sort of, you know, go into what I said, which is there's no reason for our big name players like Jack Hughes or Jesper Brad or Nico Heischer, which, by the way, we'll talk about a little later in this episode. There's no reason for those players to be playing every single exhibition match just because its exhibition is meant to be sort of a... A, a tryout for some uh, players who are trying to make the opening night roster. So some players who are on the brink of either being sent down to Utica, being traded, or maybe even being cut from the team in, in general. So ultimately a little disappointed, especially since, you know, we saw Yuri Slavkowski make his uh, unofficial NHL debut. Cole Caulfield also played in this. So I think if I had to choose between uh, the Islanders game, which is going to be played later today, and also the Canadians game. I would have loved to see Jack Hughes play against the Montreal Canadiens just because what's the one thing I've been talking about the past week or so, the battle of the young guns between the New Jersey Devils, the Ottawa Senators, I guess the Detroit Red Wings are now in that mix, Montreal Canadiens, Anaheim Ducks, you know, all those players with some notable young talent on their team. And I felt as though this was the perfect opportunity to just give a little bit of a snippet of that, just a bit of a preview. And you know, see Jack Hughes go up against his buddy. But, you know, there's seven exhibition matches. Jack Hughes isn't going to suit up in all of them. And I guess Lindy Ruff decided not to play him in the first game. And also, uh, you know, going back to what I said, Uri Slavkowski played in this game. So why not put in the Mets just to, you know, have sort of that uh, first uh, overall pick and second overall pick battle? Because I'm looking forward to that matchup at some point. Obviously, I don't think the Mets is going to make the opening night roster, but still, you know, it, it still would be nice to see in preseason. So I get it's preseason. No one really cares about these games. In fact, 24 hours from now, I'm probably not even going to remember the full details of this game because I'm not looking at the game like as meticulous as I would for a regular season matchup because I don't want to read too far into anything, especially since these games don't count for anything. But 
Let's start with the, I guess, the semi-big story, which is Nico Heischer left in the middle of the game and he did not return. Now, I said in the last episode, you have got to be careful with your big name players because remember what happened to Miles Wood last season? He got hurt during preseason and he missed most of the regular season. And by the time he was ready to come back, it was really no, there was really no point in bringing him back and he looked not ready and he was really little to no help out there. And I just said, why were why didn't we let him suit up in those three or so games? Why didn't we just allow him to just miss the entirety of the season? He won't have many options come the free agency period. And I think he would have opted into his contract, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, he's on the team now, so uh, we, we know how that story unfolded. But uh, going back to what I was saying, Nico Heischer went down, and luckily it was cramps. So I guess he just didn't stretch before the game, whatever the case might be. And, you know, cramps aren't all that serious. I mean, they're serious in the moment, but – you know, after a day or two of recovery, you'll be just fine. But thank God it was just cramps and not anything else. Because, you know, once you hear the headlines saying that Nico Heischer is hurt and not returning, you know, your head just starts to spin. Because remember, Nico Heischer a couple years ago missed some significant time due to, I believe, a lower leg injury that he sustained while working out. And then obviously he took a puck to the pace from a slap shot from P.K. Subban. And ultimately he missed two-thirds of the 56-game season. So uh, one of my main things for Nico Heischer is that if he wants to prove what he was able to do during his rookie season, he needs to suit up in most of the games this upcoming year. Same with Jack Hughes. I'm not trying to say that both of them are, are prone to injuries. I'm just trying to be extra cautious just because I really, we really need those players. Because if you guys recall last season, what happened when we didn't have Jack Hughes? What happened when we didn't have Jesper Bratt? What happened when we didn't have Nico Heischer? The ship just sunk for New Jersey Devils going on long losing streaks. It, it just seemed like we were discombobulated at times. So my thing is, is like, I'm, got, I'm glad it's cramps. I don't anticipate for Nico Heischer to play in the next game against the New York Islanders. Um, I don't think he would have played anyway. I think now is going to be a swapping period. So I think you can expect to see players like Jack Hughes, Alexander Holtz, Andre Pilat, um, Dougie Hamilton, maybe suit up in this next matchup for New Jersey Devils since it's a back-to-back -back game, so I guess you're just trying to even it out a little bit more. But still, even though we didn't see Jack Hughes, even though we didn't see Shimon Nemetz, even though you know we didn't get that battle, um, the the battle of the bromance between Caulfield and Hughes, and also uh, Slavkowski and Nemetz, which is you know the battle of the first and second overall pick in this uh, year's NHL draft. Hey, at least we uh, at least we still got a decent matchup from the New Jersey Devils because. I'll be completely honest with you guys. They did look good. They, they, they did look a little rusty, but that was to be expected because it's the first game of the year, so I'm not going to hold that against anything. But, you know, there were some good moments from the New Jersey Devils in this matchup against the Montreal Canadiens, and we'll talk about it momentarily. But first, I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning, and it comes from our partners at Athletic Greens. It's literally a product that I use every single day. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food for superfoods, probiotics, and abstinence to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. The reason I take AG1 is because my body is a temple. I got to start treating it as such. I have trouble sleeping at night, and it's lifestyle. It's friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while tasting good, supports better sleep quality, and recovery supports mental clarity, 
and alertness. It's one thing that's best uh, about Athletic Greens is that it uses best of the best products based on the latest science with third-party iterations and testing. So right now, it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of a cup uh, in water every day. That's it. No need for a million different supplements or pills to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's talk about what I liked from this game from New Jersey Devils. I think the aggression was certainly there. They looked a lot more polished. It seemed like some of the young guys that they were putting out there, it seemed like they were out with a purpose. So one player that comes to mind is Graham Clark. So Clark in his, um, I believe one of his shot attempts early on in the game, it looked like he was about to find the back of the net. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to do so. Looked good from the naked eye. I thought it did go in momentarily. Unfortunately, he did miss the net. But, you know, just seeing that aggression from Clark, just seeing that sort of determination and will is one of the reasons why I was so high on Alexander Holtz, just because, you know, I'm liking the, uh, the the more determined nature from some of these young guys because you got people like Graham Clark. They're not really in the running to make the opening night roster. I certainly didn't pick Clark to make the opening night roster for New Jersey Devils. I still don't think he has a legitimate chance, but the fact that he's trying to help his case really, uh, you know, says something about uh, the young guns and how important veteran uh, leadership is within the locker room for New Jersey Devils. So, you know, I saw Eric Halla in a Twitter video. He was doing well in face-offs. You see Andre Palat talking to Lindy Ruff and also Andrew Burnett uh, post-practice, just trying to get accustomed to the overall system for New Jersey Devils. And I think that's going to rub off on some of the young guys. So just seeing that overall better aggression from Graham Clark and also, you know, Alexander Holtz going back to the prospects challenge, I think that really just tells you that this is going to be a turning point for New Jersey Devils with their overall rebuild, because I think the name of the game this upcoming season is that we need to find the young players who are more polished and ready for the NHL, not like some raw talent who has potential, because I think that's what we were looking for uh, last season, just because, you know, you got Alexander Holt still needed to work on some stuff. Dawson Mercer got off to a pretty good start, able to suit up in all 82 games but just wasn't able to, you know, find that much consistency going forward. And he dropped his name out of the Calder Memorial Trophy race, uh, you know, come midseason. But I think the, the, the story coming into this season is just that, you know, these young guys, they did so well in Utica. They're looking to just put their name on the boards. And it, it, it's something I talked about during the course of the offseason. The, the Devils actually have a decent amount of bubble players who could potentially make the opening night roster but still probably not likely, but they'll sure as hell try to make a, a name for themselves. And, um, you know, uh, the one glaring mistake that I saw from some of the young guys, I think uh, the biggest one was Riley Walsh because he kind of lost sight of Cole Caulfield, which made it a one nothing game in period number one. So you saw Caulfield, he was just calling for the puck. He was wide open. Riley Walsh had his back turned. And by the time he realized that Cole Caulfield was sort of in his blind spot, it was too late. And, you know, that was one of the more big mistakes I saw from the young guys during the course of this game. At the same time, Riley Walsh was able to shake it off. He had a few good uh, defensive saves. And also, I need to talk about Mackenzie Blackwood and Nico Dawes just styming the Montreal Canadiens. Because even though the Devils had more shots on goal, 
it seemed like the Montreal Canadiens, um, uh, became, you know, had more grade A chances, if that makes sense. So we'll talk about that momentarily because if you look at the highlight reel, it's mostly shots from the Montreal Canadiens and the New Jersey Devils making those saves. So once again, talk about it a little later, but back to the young guys. And, you know, like I said, coming into this, uh, the first exhibition game, rust is going to happen. Um, and, and, you know, nerves are going to set in for some of these young guys because they're trying to compete for roster spots. So once again, I'm proud of the young guys. I love the aggression. I loved how the Devils just look a little cleaner in their overall execution. Yes, they gave up a power play goal to the uh, Canadians, but at the same time, the, the Canadians had four other power play opportunities and they didn't capitalize on them. So credit to the Devils penalty kill, credit to Mackenzie Blackwood and Nico Dawes standing tall in net. And just everyone in that sort of aspect for just trying to work together, be more aggressive, and just be a better unit. And it makes me more excited to see the next game against the New York Islanders because that's something I'm going to be looking for in the next game. Is it a one-trick pony? Is it all the adrenaline? Is it just, you know, the the excitement of finally stepping onto the rink for your first NHL matchup? Or is this something that we're going to see throughout the entirety of preseason? So, um, I, I think that's my main thing going into the next uh, matchup, which is let's just see if this aggression uh, carries over and let's see what other young guys are hungry for uh, just a better opportunity. So shout out to Clark for just trying to get his name out there. You know, shout out to Riley Walsh for bouncing back and, you know, just shout out to a lot of people. And now let's talk about uh, who tied the game. And that was Tomas Tatar, the former Montreal Canadian. So Tomas Tatar is in a unique situation, which is he's not the best, he's not the worst, but he, at the same time, he's not average. I'd say he's a little mediocre, uh, dating back to last year. So Thomas Tatar is definitely going to try to, you know, um, get similar to some of these young guys. He's got to play aggressive. He's got to play hungry because, quite honestly, I think him and Andreas Johnson, they could be on the training block if all doesn't really go well for them to start the season. So you try to get rid of them when their stock is still somewhat decent. But I think uh, Tomas Tatar is hearing the rumors. He's turn, He's hearing the speculations. He's hearing the doubts from some of the Devils fans. And with the help of Jesper Bratt, and which, by the way, I got to talk about Jesper Bratt's uh, stick handling abilities because he let a shot go, and the Montreal Canadiens were able to um, initially redirect it, and they wore the puck. But Jesper Bratt held on to the puck. He maintained, passed over to Tomas Tatar for a beautiful goal, which came in period number two. So great teamwork between Tatar and Brat right there. And, you know, it, it just goes to show you, like, like I said in the last episode, if some of these players are picking up right where they left off at the end of last year, then there's no point in letting them play the rest of the exhibition matchup. So I'd say you're going to see Jesper Brat for maybe one, maybe two more games if lucky. But I think Jesper Brat is starting to, um, you know, come back into fruition and pick up right where he left off last season. So I'm really happy that Jesper Bratt was able to get that sweet assist to Tomas Tatar. And two to one, that's all the doctor ordered. Now the Devils did get bailed out a little bit because at one point the Montreal Canadiens did score, but it was initially waved off due to an offsides call. So like I said, wasn't the perfect game in the world. Wasn't, you know, the, the cleanest brand of hockey, but still I, I loved what I saw from, uh, you know, the New Jersey Devils. And I think the defense still needs uh, a, a little bit of tuning up because, like I said, some of those grade A chances from the Montreal Canadiens did concern me. But who was able to stay tall in the net? 
Mackenzie Blackwood. Great outing from him uh, this evening. And also Nico Dawes for coming in uh, in the middle of the game as well to pick up right where uh, Blackwood left off because um, Mackenzie Blackwood, like I said, there were some tough shots that he had to stop off this off the twigs of the Montreal Canadiens. And quite honestly, there were a couple times I was just like, wait, how did that not go in? And I'm just seeing Mackenzie Blackwood at the last second using his paddle to knock the puck away and, you know, go to it goes to the far side corner or below the goal line or something like that. Or Mackenzie Blackwood just snagging it out of midair and making a great stop. So I think Mackenzie Blackwood, once again, similar to a lot of his teammates, is starting to come back a little bit. Because remember, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood got hurt in mid-January. And it took him a few weeks and, it, you know, no, not a few weeks. It took him a few months before he was able to make a triumphant return. He returned like when there was like, what, only like three or so games uh, remaining in the regular season. And, uh, you know, there was trouble in paradise, but I think they've worked it out. I think Mackenzie Blackwood is set to have a good year for New Jersey Devils. Now, I'm not trying to overstep anything. I'm not trying to cross any boundaries or, or, or things of that nature. I know I'm contradicting myself somewhat just because, you know, I, I say I don't like to look too far into, you know, these preseason matchups. But the fact that Mackenzie Blackwood was already making these great A saves, the fact that he was, you know, snagging uh, goals left and right out of out of midair from the Montreal Canadiens, absolutely robbing them. That was really exciting to see. And I was just like, you know what? If Mackenzie Blackwood let that goal or let a couple of these shot attempts go past him into the net, I would just be like, that was just a great shot from the Montreal Canadiens. Can't you know, uh, fault Mackenzie Blackwood for that. But the fact that he was making these great saves was pretty cool to see. And also Nico Dawes, because I arguably said that Nico Dawes was our best goalie last season, despite not putting up the best numbers in the in the world. But um, I think Nico Dawes is, once again, trying to fight for a roster spot because he knows Jonathan Bernier is set to return Thanksgiving. So I think he's going to try to make it a difficult decision for the New Jersey Devils to send him down. But I, I really think he's going to lose the battle in that case. But still, uh, I, I like the effort from Nico Dawes. So when looking at this game for the New Jersey Devils, like I said, I don't want to look too deep into it. I don't want to look too far into it. But it was a really decent game from them. And, yeah, the defense was sloppy at times. Like I gave the example of Riley Walsh falling asleep on Cole Caulfield. You know, there were a lot of grade-A shots from the Montreal Canadiens, despite the New Jersey Devils having more shots on goal. It just looked like Mackenzie Blackwood and Nico Dawes were just making the better stops. And, um, yeah, I mean, other than that power play goal that was let up, it, it, it was, you know, at the same time, the penalty kill was able to kill off uh, four other opportunities for the Montreal Canadiens. So, yeah, Cole Caulfield got that power play goal, but it was just him being in the right place at the right time and breaking down the defense and just, you know, going into the blind spot of um, of Riley Walsh when his back was turned. So, you know, like I said, you made that mistake in period number one. But the one thing about making a mistake is that you redeem yourself and you just try to push forward. And that's what uh, the New Jersey Devils were able to do in that case. So um, and like I said, first first NHL action. I know I sound like a broken record. When I say this in a long period of time. So uh, that was actually it was actually a very entertaining game. And I was I was genuinely enjoying it. And I'm going to um, – so for any of my avid listeners, I, you guys know I like to give a letter grade at the end of every um, game recap. I, I compare the overall stats. So let's compare the overall stats, and then I'll give you guys my letter grade. So shots on goal differential, 31 to 21 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. Faceoff percentage, 54% to 46% in favor of the Devils once again. Power play, the Devils were one for four. The Canadians were one for five. 
Hits 26 to 22 in favor of the Devils. Blocks 19 to 13 in favor of the Canadians. Giveaways, the Canadians led that department 16 to 11. So, one look at this game for the New Jersey Devils. Wasn't the best game, but it wasn't the worst game. I was genuinely uh, impressed. I, they did better than I anticipated. I expected a lot more mistakes, and the goalies really impressed for New Jersey. Uh, the I love the aggression from the young guys. I love the drive, determination, and the hunger. So, you know, I was hovering in the C range, but I'm going to be generous, I, and I'll cut them some slack. So I'm going to give them a solid B for this game because, like I said, I, was, I, I liked what I saw. They made a mistake early, but they rebounded. The Devils look a lot more polished. They look a lot more ready. And I think some of these young guys who are not projected to make the opening night roster, they're sure as hell going to make a case for themselves. So I love that. And I want to continue to see that for the rest of the season. So let me know what you guys think. What did you think about the first unofficial game for New Jersey Devils? Should should Jack Hughes have played to play against his buddy Cole Caulfield, battle of the bromance? And also Shimon Nemetz, just because he was the second overall pick in this year's NHL draft, and Uri Slavkovsky was number one. So battle of the one-two pick, because I don't think Shemetz is going to make the opening night roster, despite impressing a lot of people. Here's your guys' thoughts. So uh, leave a comment down below. If you're watching on YouTube, hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4, and the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. And, you know, give me your guys' opinions on this overall preseason matchup for New Jersey Devils. So... Game one of many. Obviously, this doesn't count for anything, but there we go. There's my first game recap of the year. I'm a little rusty at it. It's been a while since I've done it, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. So that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day in New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Once again, we take on the Islanders. I would anticipate some more big-name players to uh, play for New Jersey Devils, but we'll see what happens.